0: Two, one. How's it going, Greg?
1: Good. How you doing, Robbie?
0: Here, with Greg Pappas, great friend of mine, longtime friend. Um, he's been in music career.
1: Yeah, I've for... delved in a little bit of it uh, yeah. over the years, and um, music's a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. Good
0: for the soul. How did you get into that?
1: Oh boy. Well, obviously, music starts at some point by someone trying to teach you how to. To play an instrument um, and that started like in third grade with me um, so I wanted to be a drummer <laughs> until my parents realized how loud that is <laughs> yeah. so um, I took drum lessons for like a year and a half and then I got phased into playing guitar because it was quieter um, mm. still have my very first guitar Really? It's actually really kind of cool, too. Because back in the uh, 70s, um, certain companies like Yamaha and um, Gibson, and I'm pretty sure Fender, they sued a bunch of these companies for duplicating their guitars and my my. guitar is a penco which ended up turning into being bought by ibanez Mm. which is a real funny story in itself because i played ibanez's for years yeah but it is um it's really kind of weird because it's a classical guitar um and it's a penco and it is a recalled guitar that i never gave back Really? And you know what the <laughs> funny thing is? If you look at it, it's serial number two.
0: So it's the second one made. Second is one what you're made of that. Wow, yes. that's cool.
1: Um, it plays like butter. It's crazy. Mike Moore has taken that and tracked with it. Really? Mike Moore, a fire in the field, has, that's ha- has recorded with that guitar, and it is on two. I'm pretty sure albums. Really? Yes. Is, that, what is it?
0: What is it's, it? Where's a copy? Is a strap or something? It's a,
1: no, it's a copy of a Yamaha classical.
0: Oh, oh, right, right. Okay, you said so it's that. So okay. nylon string. So yeah. I learned
1: on nylon. And if you've ever played them, the, wh- the neck's really wide yeah. like, on, a, on a nylon string. So try to go from that to like my next guitar was a Les Paul. Yeah. Poppy, yeah. You know what I mean? So, you know, it, it just, it's, it's an adjustment. And over the years, I've had so many guitars and played a whole bunch of different ones. And you learn what fits you. You're a strat player, aren't you? I like strats. Okay, I yeah, love Stratcasters. Yeah. I mean, I,
0: I like—I mean, I like Les Pauls too, and they're kind of two totally different animals, really. Very the, different animals. But um, I got a uh, '50s tribute with P90s at my parents' house. Yeah, that's—it's really my dad's guitar, but I love to play it. It's a fun guitar. It's a
1: fi- Is it a gold top? Yes. Is it an l- Epiphone?
0: Nope, it's okay. Gibson. It's a yeah. Gibson. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm.
1: I bought my son John a uh, Epiphone Gold Top copy with P nineties. And I'll tell you, P nineties rip it's it's just a,
0: You get some serious Jimmy a, Page sounds such with those. A
1: great tone. Yeah, it's awesome. You know, when you get into tone. Yeah. And and we talk tone because let's talk guitar if we're talking guitar. When you start to define lead players, and if I go back over my career and all of my interactions of 10 years of doing sound in Boston and hearing so many different guitar players, it's all about tone. Yeah. And it's amazing how. It's weird, because each guitar has a tone to it. You know, we talk about P90s. That's a certain tone. Yeah. But that same Les Paul with what it would have come with as humbuckers would be, right. yeah. would be different tone. Whereas, like, Strats have that single coil pickup. There's your tone. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Really bright. Really bright. Sharp. So we talk Les Paul when we talk, you know, like, Mundo's Crazy Circus. Dude that I jam with. God, Keith Doyle, okay? He is a phenomenal lead player. Yeah. So gifted in his presentation, but there's one thing you can always count on, Mundo. It's tone. Yes,
0: yeah. His tone.
1: He could pick up his SG. He could pick up his telly. He could pick up any one of his Les Pauls. He's got three different ones mm-hmm. that are totally different animals. Each one of them plays different in their. Different animals. I've played them all, and but you know what? When Mundo picks it up, no matter what, he's got his tone. Yeah. And and tone defines the guitar player.
0: It brings a it brings a new life. When you change the tone, you have different ideas. Oh yes. And you and you start picking up different uh, mm-hmm. rhythms and just weird things that come into mind when you're playing, you wouldn't have otherwise got. That's where you creativity know. comes yeah. in. Yeah.
1: Is because when you can wrap your head around these different approaches and tone, yeah. you're really just expanding yourself in, in your ability and everything. It, it, you, you think about great lead players, okay, through the years. And I, I hate to be cliche, but there's no way you will ever mistake Eddie Van Halen's tone. No. No, okay? never. That's ever. what I mean about tone and, unf- <laughs> yeah. and and like my buddy Mundo's one of these dudes or Mike Moore. Yeah. You can tell yeah. dude it's his That's tone. true. That's right? true. So when I listen to Mikey stuff. It's that identification yeah. of tone. That's, and very that's true. the big slash. Yeah. Has a tone dude and it's all about that. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Listening to Mikey plays amazing. Oh, dude, he is He's such
1: an amazing artist. Yeah. And, and that whole story, you should have him on here.
0: I would love to have Mike on.
1: But I can, I can, I'll, I'll work on that for you. Yeah. But I can tell you that, you know, to watch him come into the Boston music scene and blow it apart with his band. And when they started out, they had another lead player. Oh, Not another, another lead player, they had another lead singer. So there was just a vocalist, and he was very Robert Plannish. Yeah. Okay. Jamie was a great singer.
0: Really. So, so Mike's not the lead vocalist anymore. On the
1: first album, he is not. Really. Okay. There was another vocalist. He's a great vocalist too. Well, let's talk about.
0: So Especially if he can pl- do vocals and play at the same time. Right. That's, That's pretty phenomenal. Art. That's an art. In, and he, he yeah. can
1: he can rip and sing at the same time. Yeah. Exactly. But. That singing part never happened until he joined Kings of Crisis, which was my band. Oh, really? Okay. Mike had never sang.
0: Really? No. He's a great singer.
1: Now he is because he <laughs> invested a lot of time, but it took oh, It took the initial push of Gary Pomeroy and myself. Kings of Crisis, <laughs> that band lived its name because we Went through a lot of band members over the years there were really? ones who were long mainstays tim matthews of the tim matthews band who now plays with rosie um we could always count on tim for being our bass. okay um we went through some drummers we had one drummer tommy bruton for a long time and a phenomenal <clears throat> drummer um can't pay him enough respect um and then when the band our last uh, our last part of it was with Josh Hale, who's a local from Rochester, great really? drummer. Yeah, wow. And Josh is so tasteful and so good live. Um, it's just great drummer. But Mike Moore, it was in one of those transition periods where Gary and I were writing. Um, Mike had fire in the field had kind of like stumbled because he didn't have a vocalist. And really. Yes. Wow. They had stumbled for a couple of years and Mike joined um, Mike Bernier's band free uh pretty sure it was the Mike Bernier with the upper in the Uprising and then it turned to Freevolt but Michael played with them. He also played with a ba- band called Miss Fairchild who's a prog like progressive funk rock so he he became rounded by going from what he was doing with Fire in the Field, picture that music, straight forward, in your face, rip, riff, rock and roll, to playing reggae, okay, to playing funk. Then he came into Kings of Crisis because he, he just was up in his head. And I said, why don't you come right with me and Gary? Why don't you, we, we need, just come play with us. and. We worked with him for a week or so and we started writing and there was a song um, that Michael actually sat down at my piano. He started playing the piano. He's actually a gifted piano player um, at that point and he was playing the piano and he's like, we listened to it and it was a beautiful melody and I'm like, Mikey, where did that come from? From you, dude. You know, you write rock and roll. You know, yeah. and he's like, Well, you know, every once in a while stuff comes out. So Gary started giving him lyrics. Yeah, We wrote lyrics to it. And then Mikey's like, here, Gary, sing it. And Gary looked at him and said, no, you're going to sing it. We made him perform that song on an acoustic set we did (laughs) in Boston at Copperfields. And it's on my... Facebook somewhere but the, the recording there was too much the recording wasn't great, but it's there. Um, and there was another song we, uh, that I wrote um, that was um, that's called um, Rosewind and Mikey sang that too. We made him sing okay <laughs> um, on that song his, his role was harmonica. Okay. Okay. And vocals. So, that song, I don't know, you ever been there when you know there's a really bad storm coming in and all of a sudden everything goes really quiet.
0: Yeah. The calm wind, before the storm.
1: The wind changes and the sky changes color. That's what I wrote that song about and I put it to life. Put it about life. I, Take that con, that oh shit storm. The shit storm's about yeah. to hit us. Yeah. You know what I mean. And I use real life terms with a great song, but just the fact Sounds of beautiful. taking him and making him sing—you've seen him. Where is he's he at phenomenal. now? What level is his sure, level he's going of to Berkeley performance? Now. He graduated. Did Berkeley, he gra- graduate? Okay, okay. But when I say when we went to see him at Flight which is an awesome place to go. All yeah. you people should go there. Anybody who listens, dude, that place is the rock, okay? It is and I hope it stays that way. I hope it stays that way too. <laughs> um Kelly ran a great show, but when yeah, you saw did. him perform there, did he own the stage? <clears throat> did he own the act? That's when oh, somebody goes to the next level. No,
0: he was he's the life of that show. So he killed it killed he, it. he killed it on his own He, he there was one that he was supposed to show up with the rest of his band and his band was sick and he played mostly acoustic yeah. that night um on his own no band No band. still amazing yeah no that. It was Alva, absolutely amazing you know that
1: alvarez that he put yari that he was playing that was one of my guitars was it? <laughs> That's, he's got a few of mine in his collection over the years my twelve string, I couldn't play it anymore. That's been on a couple of his albums. Yeah. So yeah. But great artist. We talk about local people, Exeter, Portsmouth. Yeah. You know, that's where Fire in the Field originated. And then yeah. they went into Boston. He blew that scene away. People didn't know what to do.
0: Yeah. He is an amazing artist. One of my favorite songs is um Um Crap. What's it called? It's an old bluegrass. I think. Oh. Um. Uh, um crap! It's got oh, a sick guitar. Oh, right. sick! It's, oh, dude, um, dude,
1: dude, dude, dude.
0: Um, okay. Man. One of my favorites.
1: One of my favorites is Jimmy Rover because Jimmy Rover's cool. Jimmy Rover's cool. It's and, really cool. And I gotta be honest with you, the second verse in that song had, if you ask Michael, where'd that come from? Well, I was with Greg.
0: <laughs> <laughs> It's Death that's don't a, have no mercy. De- oh, dude! Have, Death a don't, a don't have mercy. Song. Oh, dude! That is that's like in
1: the in the, the the the. Here's the thing: when you take it, it, you can have a great music, but when you match great lyrics to it, great song. Oh yeah! And absolutely. there's all too often you don't have those elements. That's one. Another one: eyes, phenomenal live song. Really, elephant, phenomenal. Oh, Dude, I think that's Tomahawks.
0: Yes, that
1: whole again, you're talking about a phenomenal artist. But you've had the gift of being able to meet him and see him. I know he's a a great guy
0: too. He's really nice. We'll try and get him. I've only met him a few times, and I'm probably just a pebble in his life. And he knows my name and knows my face every time I see him. It's amazing. Yes, he's that way. Yeah, way. Yeah, really nice guy. The yeah. humble artist is the best. Yeah, he is. I, <laughs> whenever whenever I would see him at flight, just be kind of lurking around, just chilling, talking to everybody. And then he goes on stage and just blows it away. And everyone's like, that's that guy I just talked to. Yeah. Doing that, you know, it's it's amazing when people can do that. A lot of fun. A
1: lot yeah, of fun. it is. Music yeah. music is just, once you get immersed in it, you can't get away. I mean, we started out talking about how did I get into music? Well, Music's kind of always been a savior um, through the hard times of my life. Um, whatever it was, um, I always seem to go back to it. And each time I've gone back, it's been a different band, but it's been mostly the same people. Yeah. You know, I've always had tie to Gary, um, him mostly, but a great writer named Gary Pomeroy, phenomenal lyricist. Um, and just it was a gift to work with them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I'm still actually the funny thing about this is, he, I I talk about you know, divorce number one immersed me in music hard, hard. really. And then I dove out because I got involved and married, and this person tried to, again. Some people are controlling and they don't like you to do things, and that was that case. So on divorce number two, <laughs> I literally. This is the funniest part of it, and I laugh to this day about it. So you know, you get the get out, and the first thing you do is you pick your phone up, and you make a phone call to your bandmate, and it's yeah. like, "I'm playing music again. I don't care what we're doing. We're doing it," <laughs> yeah. and that's where it again. You go back, in those if you ever vary away from it, it will always tug you back if it's in your roots and in your blood, it will bring you back. And that's how music's been for me. And, you know, I dove away from writing for a while and, you know, I'm getting old and this and that. And then all of a sudden I dove back in and I'm writing again. It's amazing. That's a good thing. Yeah, it is. Um,
0: Seems like some of the most gifted writers had the worst lives. Well, that's what makes us good writers. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, but think about, um, you know, the most... Most talented people have ever lived. I mean, Freddie Mercury. Yes, he had the worst life ever. Yes, you know.
1: Again, you're 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 at the upper echelon when you get into him. I mean, you're you're way up there. That guy was awesome. And you think about let's let's go great writers of all time. Okay, Jimmy Page. Jimmy, Page Robert, Jimmy Page, Robert. Yes, Jimmy <laughs> Page, Robert Plant. But let's go another way. You know what I mean? Let's take it to even to the extent of Honestly, Elton John... Go Elton John me, was great. Tell me someone else who's... But but you have to understand a story that Bernie Taupin wrote a lot of his lyrics until they broke up. So collaboration is beautiful. Yeah,
0: When you have absolutely. two
1: or three people, not just one person writing in a band, you have depth. One person writing, your depth can only go so far unless they're ultra talented.
0: Well, that's true. I, I mean, Led Zeppelin... All, all four of them wrote, wrote yes. pretty pretty constantly. Yes. Yeah, some of their best songs. John Paul Jones. John did. Paul Jones, I mean, freaking No Quarter. Right. Trampled Underfoot. Dude. Trampled Underfoot. Seriously, oh think my about that. That's probably that. one of the best songs in that album, Trampled oh, Underfoot. Pff. Led Zeppelin, you can't... You, can't, you cannot top Led You Zeppelin. can't
1: top that story. You can't top that epic, epic impact they made on the music everything about it i mean there were so many other bands in that time
0: there's no one like them no and ever and there's ever been there's no one like them
1: you have to consider consider that english rock bands were coming out and the beatles set the tone and then you had the stones come in and they set a separate tone and then it's like the who came out and they were in a different direction, and I love The Who to this day. If you were to ask me who my favorite guitar player is, I will probably iterate Pete Townsend. Really? Yes. Wow. He Yes, and he's not the best guitarist, but he's my favorite guitarist. Watch him perform live, and that will tell you why. It is pretty fun to watch The Who. Yeah. <laughs> and they his playing is, you know, he, he, does, he, he does certain things that, he was probably one of my biggest influences.
0: What do you think of um, Richie Blackmore? Oh, God. Yeah? Yeah, dude. He's man. awesome. He's super overlooked, though. No there are so talks many... No one him very much.
1: Seriously, there are so many guitar players that are overlooked. Because That's you true. I and mean, you think
0: of um, Triumph. Dude. Rick Emmett. Rick
1: Emmett is yeah. probably... And I saw Triumph so many times. That is, to me... I don't know, and I saw Rush. Uh, I was heavily into Rush, and I like Triumph and Rush because they're, they're tr- power trios um, with, with great vocals, but they're in two different ends of the spectrum. Yeah. Rick Emmett is a purist guitar player with a phenomenal vocal.
0: Oh, Alex, absolutely. Alex
1: Lifeson is a purist guitarist in his own way, okay, if you listen to Rush but okay. they two do- totally different realms if you watch Rick Emmett play he's classic, oh, classical classical oriented yeah but in it is he's just phenomenal dude i to this day is yeah. phenomenal he's got a lot of energy <laughs> but as watch his performances on Daryl playing live at Daryl's yeah. and shit like that oh my gosh, okay. yeah he does a duet now, with yeah. somebody else actually playing the lead yeah like i don't six. know his name
0: but i've seen him yeah
1: Somebody told me it was his son, but whatever. <laughs> to Make a long story short. Yes, there's another one of my favorite guitarists, but yeah. way overlooked, underrated. When we, the, the it's it, it's become so cliche that who's the greatest guitar player of all time? Everybody goes Jimi Jim Hendrix. Hendrix. <laughs> well, Jimi Hendrix was an innovator. Okay. Oh, absolutely. And had his tone. That's what defined him. Yeah. Let's go back to that tone. Tone for word. the age, too. Right. I
0: mean. You can't mistake. Who else it. had the tone at but, that time?
1: But and then you get into Stevie Ray Vaughan, who's a different style, but again, blues guitar player, phenomenal. He's amazing too. Amazing. There's been so He's many. He's pretty similar. Neil Sean.
0: Neil Sean's freaking awesome.
1: Again, there's another band. How many
0: hits could you make? <laughs> exactly. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: Seriously, like. And and Neil Sean doesn't get the credit he deserves no he at all. And let's let's go a different direction when we talk about bands. And and I'm old, you know, but I still my music. I love stuff from the 70s. I love stuff from the 60s. I love stuff from the 80s. I love the 90s. Yeah. Uh, that you know all of it. I I love all of it, and. But one one obscure band that couldn't do anything but write hit songs, thirty-eight special.
0: Yes. Thirty-eight special's maybe. Okay. Yeah.
1: Think about that.
0: Yeah, go back bad. and
1: think about all the hits they had. But here's the other end of it. Here's a band that when I saw them back in the early eighties, they were packing big big places. Yeah. But if you were to go see them now, they're playing a sm- they're playing small they play venue. small venues yeah but i have to say something as a as a as a musician as a sound technician as a fan i would far rather see an intimate show than go to a big stadium really you get way more from it that's true you get way more from it i do
0: it. like going to places like the meadowbrook you know, yes. in uh, Laconia. Yes. I like going places like that a lot better than going to, like, Boston. I went to Boston for Greta Van Fleet. Okay. You know who they are? Oh, dude, they're I'm not rock. Boston. No, I went to Connecticut. Heart, yeah, dude, heartbeat. they are awesome. Dude, talk dude. about they one of the rip, new bands dude. that
1: just absolutely punches you in the face. No that bands is, play like that anymore. No. There's no, no new bands why, that do that. That's why they are phenomenal.
0: Outside of the alternative rock scene that you you and I you, have seen, right, you know what I mean. Out, right. in the mainstream. In the mainstream, area, nobody's doing there's it.
1: There's no one doing that. No, and that's why they're, they're so
0: killing it. I don't know if I'm allowed to swear. That's
1: why they're so oh, yeah, fucking awesome. Yeah, seriously, that yeah. is the best yeah. new band.
0: And the, and they got crap too, sounding so much like Led Zeppelin, which I really don't. Think I'm not they sound buying that it Much like you, Led Zeppelin, it,
1: I'm not buying it because you want to know what Led Zeppelin was thirty years ago.
0: True. Who's
1: doing it now? Who? Let's 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 ask this. Jimmy Page is
0: writing his own music in his mansion. And he's not letting anyone else hear it. Right. <laughs> but
1: ask yourself what you just said. Who else in this age is delivering that quality of rock and roll in your face? Okay, that pulls it off and doesn't just pull it off. They absolutely dominate the stage. Watch them. You have. They're phenomenal. They are phenomenal. That is And I was pretty
0: far away and best concert I've ever been to. Again, dude,
1: that's the
0: new age of rock and roll Mm -hmm. right there. Lots of broad chucking at that concert. You what? Lots of bra chucking, lots oh, of nipples, yeah. oh. lots of flowers. Gotta love it. Lots it, of flowers. Is there anything
1: other else <laughs> in rock and roll? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, isn't that what it's all about?
0: <laughs> you know who I really want to see, and I had the opportunity, and I probably should have done it. Is Dead and Company?
1: Really? Yeah. Do you know who that is? Yeah, that's a. It's uh, it's a, it's a uh, what do you call it? A Grateful Dead tribute, isn't it?
0: Well, it's kind of. The, uh, Grateful Dead continue. continue. Continuation. Because Bob Weir is in that band. Right. And right. one original drummer, I believe. But John Mayer is
1: okay. one of the lead in that oh, band. Okay. So now let's go. Because John Mayer and Bob Weir are leading that band. Let me say something, okay? There are so many people, and, and understand my background uh, as far as taste in music is very broad, but I am rock and roll and southern rock. Okay, which Southern rock is really country right now?
0: Yeah, true. Okay,
1: yeah, it's 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 melded, in and this is the age where a lot of shit mel- melds. When I did sound, I did so many variations of different types of music come in front of me, rock, rap mixtures, and like hip hop with with blues, and they just dude, it just, there's so many variances, but this is what music's about it's about expansion and yeah. doing it and building but i uh, just totally spaced where i was going but the big thing to it is is that like these new bands all right really 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 just need to focus on getting defining their so- their their songs their tone and 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 their sound so when we ask about defining that we go to the fact of, we'll go back to your band, okay? Greta von Vliet. Yeah, Greta Van Vliet. Dude, yeah. You cannot mistake them right no. now. No, That's Especially su- his voice, dude. Dude, so there they succeeded. You can't listen to them and not know it's them.
0: Yeah, true.
1: Okay, kind of like, I'm going to throw it, Springsteen. Could you ever mistake true. him? Yeah. Could you ever mistake him? Mellencamp. Mm-hmm one of my favorite artists of all time, okay? Could you ever mistake him?
0: No, yeah, that's, that's true. what it's about. Yeah, that's true, yeah.
1: That's what it's about,
0: you know? And that, I think we've lost that a little bit too because a lot of the mainstream pop and stuff, which I think is actually struggling more than people think. I think it's really struggling. I think the mainstream pop kind of all sounds the same. Yes. And if you actually have uh, done a little bit of research on it, there's actually a lot of songs where they're actually the same song but in a slightly different, different order. order and yeah. a lot of people don't pick that up. Right. And they think it's a different song. It's yes. like, "Oh, a new song came out." It's no, no, Nicki Minaj did the same song that Ariana Grande did. Right. It's just in a little bit different order and a bigger butt. But but let's let's <laughs> let's let's flip that, okay?
1: Every chord progression has been done before. That's true. Okay every chord progression so what defines coming out with an original song that oh shit all right like um journey wrote one song and then prince wrote a song and they were the same should we sue each other over it where's that get us yeah exactly but that's why i say this chord progressions everybody's done them before. Why do you think you go out to a bar and you hear bands do medleys? Why? I've been in a cover band. Why do we do medleys? Because the chord progression's the same. Mm-hmm. It's just the lyrics and the, and the tone.
0: Well, I think the problem with the new with the new stuff is they do that because it brings hits. Right. Well. And it's a record company problem. It's a record label problem. There's a whole issue right there. It's a money grab. D-
1: d- the, the whole process of presenting music... Um, to record companies if you're an aspiring artist and you're trying to get yourself bought the business has changed over the years um, but either way you gotta bring them fin- finished product right. you have to bring them a finished product I'm a perfect person for you to talk on this subject to um, but there's a lot to it there really is a lot to yeah. it um, but no we'll go back to the, the the dead tribute Yeah. and John Mayer that's where I went off yeah okay John Mayer is the most underestimated and underrated guitarist I've in and, and we think of John in Mayer in vocalist too, okay? Because you know, yeah, his his music on is what it is, but wait a minute. What changed my opinion on him was a show called Crossroads, okay, where they take one type of band in a country band or whatever and they have to jam their own songs together. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So, I never was into country until I met a bass player by the name of Tony Casey who years ago played with Kenny Chesney and he taught me a lot about writing harmonies and a lot I learned from that man. Um, And, then I started liking some of the country stuff, especially Keith Urban, because he is a phenomenal guitar player. Yeah, I've, okay? seen, I've seen him do some Absolutely stuff. Absolutely phenomenal for yeah. what he is, and he's committed. If you go back through his history, he's been nothing but committed, has gone through hell, worked his way, and then got his break, okay? so, But there is a crossroads with Mayor and Urban really okay wow do yourself a favor if you like keith urban even if you don't like him if you're a guitarist who's a purist who can watch two lead players go back and forth and totally get wood <laughs> i need mean, to word word it that way but meaning okay that was wicked tasteful that yeah. was absolutely mind-blowing to watch them extremely Watch them do the song Sweet Thing together. Really? They swap vocals, and when it comes, there's like a seven minute lead in it, and it is just, they go back and forth, and you watch John Mayer play, he fucking rips with Keith Urban. Really? Actually, I think outplays him at some point. If you watch him, he outplays him at some
0: point. Really? In that. John Mayer?
1: Oh, God, yes, dude.
0: John Mayer's phenomenal.
1: Dude, I, d- d- that changed my whole... Him doing I'm all the listening to stuff? His, listening to his shit on the radio and going, eh, that's not really yeah. me. I, lo- I, I love it. I love music and I, I appreciate it, but is it me? It's like...
0: Is this stuff really on the radio? It used to be. Wasn't oh. so there a period where he was on? The uh, maybe of, a little bit of his stuff, a yeah, bit but of some stuff. of his new stuff. He's I don't, I don't, think, I don't think
1: they're playing his new stuff.
0: I think he, I think he's gone a little bit. I think he really likes the music. I, I think he's really into that. He's not about the whole uh, no, getting hits thing and everything. He he's went, about making the different he music. He went what we call rogue. That's what. That's that's why he's doing Dead and Company. Right. Is because he j- all he wanted to do was play with Bob Weir. Right. You know, he just wants to jam and rap. And he freaking kills it at dead and company so
1: so you have that way underestimated guitar player mm-hmm. there's another case of it it's all over the place yeah. and there's so many guys who I know just in this area who are fucking phenomenal guitar players who just never got a break do they okay? need
0: one though? or do they just like the music? well let's yeah. ask a question
1: and define something Success, what do you define success as? If you're happy playing the local bar scene and making maybe 75 to 100 bucks, maybe 150 for four hours work, okay? But you still gotta consider your gear time and all the other stuff that goes with playing gigs. If that's your idea of success, then you hit success. Did you settle for that success? Because you didn't push yourself? Or is that where you drew the line and say, I'm good with that? So success is measured in so many different ways. Mm. I don't think I ever was successful. Really? Honestly, I played a lot of gigs. I've had a ball doing it. Did I ever achieve monetary success? No. Did I achieve success in my heart? Which that's all that mattered. Yes.
0: You love doing it.
1: Love doing it. I love And you doing didn't it. do it because it paid well. No. As a matter <laughs> of fact, it, it, it's it's all about the music, dude. Yeah. If you read my Facebook, what does it say? What's the line? It's all about the music. Because yeah. it is. When it comes down to it, we could do, if you're a truest, and I'm sure there are musicians out there that listen to you, but if you're a purist, does anything else matter other than when you pick up your guitar, you sit down at your drum set? world becomes different
0: hmm.
1: okay it's an escape yet it's a release yet it's I it's always
0: I, the I, only I, thing that seems to matter is what's happening is right there. what's in
1: the moment yeah. way too many of us people in this world and maybe there's a lesson from that way too many of us don't live in the moment we worry it's about what, we, what the past was or what What's coming down the road? Well, we all worry a little bit about what's coming down the road. And
0: we should, to a degree. To a degree, but
1: if you live in the moment and trust in whatever is above us, it's all going to work out, dude. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. But we go to whatever success is. It's what you feel in your heart. You know? And did I achieve that? I got to write songs with some really great people. I've written some great songs. I'm going to write great songs more. You know what I mean? Will yeah. I perform them? No, but somebody else might, and it might go, okay. Yeah, I think outside the box when you get it's all about that, dude. So, music—once you're in it, you, you will live it, and it's your only form. Once you get away from it, your life is incomplete.
0: Where did you meet the scene? Like, Ooh. where did you meet the people that got you into the scene, and um, they got you doing gigs and everything? Um well
1: if we use the the original music scene cuz that's really what count, counted to me um i go back to my friend Keith Doyle Mundo i was working at a dealership in uh Woburn Mass and this dude pulls in and in his pickup truck and gets out and oh i know that smell <laughs> <laughs> but no long haired and I'm like dude this dude's a musician he's with his girlfriend who is a singer and she's, she's they live the act dude you know what I mean and we got talking and we got together and partied a couple times and he's like I let him listen to some of the raw stuff that my band was doing and he's like I got a gig down here I'm doing a private party it's gonna be a packed house coming open for us. I'm like, that'd be a ball. It's a good thing to throw at the wall. Yeah. You know, new music. Let's let's we wanna sample it. When you're writing original stuff, you wanna get a reaction.
0: Right. You yeah. wanna
1: know what 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 you're doing. So we played that gig, got a great reaction. And afterwards, I go outside to have some after uh, green room type of stuff activities, mm-hmm. yeah. and I got followed out. And a guy walked up to me, Mark K, walked up to me and said, "Your band is great. You need to play. Bo- you need to play Boston." <laughs> and that was the start of it. Um, it started at Copperfields, which that is a twisted story in itself because that gig, I had so much fun playing. And was so wound up from it the next night uh, out of work. I'm like, what are you doing tonight, Grego? And I drove back down there, okay, and ended up with a parking spot in front of the place right across the street. So I get out of my Grand Prix, I shut the door, and I look up and the doorman's pointing at me going, hey, you! <laughs> and I'm like, pointing at myself going, Me? You talking to me? Yeah. You know? He's like, Yeah, you you played here last night, didn't you? I'm like, Yeah. He goes, You did sound too. It was your sound, wasn't it? And I said, Yeah. He goes, I got news for you. I think the house sound guy came in last night and kind of was embarrassed because he sound you 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 guys sounded way better. Yeah. And he quit. And the huh. talent buyer wants to speak with you. I'm like, yeah, you're bullshitting me, right? It's no fucking way, dude. Seriously, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm dialing my cell phone right now. He hands me a cell phone, and the guy goes, "Okay, you got the gig." And I was the house sound guy for ten years. Wow. From that point on,
0: it's awesome.
1: Music's funny. It's it's funny. Shit happens. Connections happen. You meet people. It's really about networking. Um, and beyond that, so that was my inn in Boston. And Mark Kay and I created a, uh, a um, promotion company called uh, Here Now Live, which still exists. I'm not a part of it. I had a heart attack, and I ended up pulling out of Here Now Live. The stress of doing sound, trying to manage my band, trying to manage my kids and a divorce and a job and everything... just i i i i had to back out of it i kicked myself but in a way i don't Um, mark made it a huge success with lionel train um who lionel was a very good promoter in boston um i'm i kind of pieced those two together um they were very 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 successful in boston and we played gigs that they booked at different clubs in boston Um, and through that, I got my sound into, uh, I, I got put onto the list of other clubs as far as if they need a sound guy, they called me. I got a reputation. Um, I met up with one of the gurus in Boston, a guy by the name of Barry Height, and he is the bomb as far as sound guys go. If he ever mixes you, you will sound the balls. And... He mentored me a little bit. I didn't need a lot, but he gave me some tweaks. Um, he used to always pop in the club because I ran later than everybody else. Yeah. So he'd walk over to Copperfields from the club called Church or wherever he was doing because he can go into any club in Boston. it works for all of them. They all seek him out if they can get him. Yeah. Okay. And he used to always walk in and have a beer with me and listen to my last set and be like, Dude, you got this down. This room is the bomb. Yeah. A lot of it's about what you use for equipment. If you pay for if you if you use quality equipment, you're gonna get quality sound. Yeah. Yeah, you can have quality shit and sound like shit, but it's about honing your craft. No matter what you do in life, hone your your what we call hone your craft, work your craft, whether it be sound, whether it be sales, whether it be a mechanic. Whether it be a drag racer, whatever you're doing, hone your craft. Bring it to the limit. No matter what you do, strive for that limit. I work for your dad. Your dad's phenomenal at <laughs> what he does, and I love him.
0: Yeah, Okay. he really does a great right. job. He is just... He's talented in that area. But we talk about honing your craft, and your dad's a master. Yeah, he is. Okay? Yeah.
1: I can only hope to be as good as him someday. and you know, he's got, I've got many years of age on him, but I learn from him every time he speaks to me.
0: Yeah, he's amazing. So,
1: and I didn't mean to go family on you. No, that's but, okay. That's okay. I'm trying <laughs> to give a broad message here. Whatever yeah. you do, hone your craft, man. Uh,
0: yeah, I, I seriously admire my dad's um, uh, talent and talking.
1: Integrity, yeah. He, yeah, and his character. And his ca- it's it's yeah. all in his character.
0: Yeah, I look up to him a lot. So. He did really good with you. you. Appreciate,
1: <laughs> it. <laughs> uh, Appreciate it. Awesome. But, yeah, yeah music's awesome. Um, car business again. It all comes down to what. What do you I suppose if I, if I had to say one thing to anybody, it would be, you know. We can look at life two ways. We can look at it in a positive fashion and, and, and do everything we can to give 125% to everything we do. Whether it be life, work, friendship, relationships, marriage. As long as you bring 125% to the table, you can only hope that the others do. But you wanna know what that allows for? Let's say it's let's say it's your bandmates. When one guy has that day where man he ain't, he's only running fifty percent. Yeah. Guess what? You just made up for that, and you build them. Yeah. You do it with everything, dude. That is universal, especially in music. Try to elevate those around you. Always try to play with better players. It elevates your game. I'm Never be the best
0: player in the room. <laughs>
1: I want to be the worst player in the room. Yeah, exactly. Because it's always going to elevate your
0: game. Yeah. Okay? Inspire you, too. Well, I guess that would be the same thing.
1: Yeah. Yeah, kind of. Again, it's, it's, it's <clears throat>
0: all about elevating
1: game, no matter what it is. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So I went off on a tangent.
0: <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, being around my dad or Brendan or other guitar players and watching them and getting inspired. It's amazing.
1: You mentioned a name there, and we must pay the
0: utmost respect to him. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I think about him all the time. I do too. Brendan, yeah. Especially when I use his tools. I have to sit at his desk. Oh, yeah, I know. I had to do that too.
1: (laughs) So it was your. You left that desk a mess.
0: (laughs) <laughs> I did. Well, you know, I felt bad moving stuff sometimes I know, and because I, have to, I dude, I haven't emptied it at oh, I I get it. I, it was it was my problem. Like it was my heart problem. You know, it's like mine I too. I just like I had to I was just like I couldn't deal with it. I'm like I can't not have his cards in front of me. You know what I mean? Right. And like I mean, his toolbox is almost arranged the same Than it was when I yeah. So, I mean, it's it's neater because, I mean, to be honest, it was the most tidy <laughs> with the toolbox. With the toolbox! But, I see. but still. But, um Yeah, it's. I think about that guy every day. You have and, to pay uh, respect. Yeah. You have to. It's from here. Yeah, it you is. Know? Yeah, he meant a lot to me and my dad and everybody. Everybody here. Jimmy, you. Yes. Yeah. And a lot of people. A lot, a lot, of, lot people. of people outside. There. He impacted so many people in his life. Let's use as an example. It wasn't three days ago, Monday,
1: a guy walked in who he had sold a vehicle, actually multiple vehicles. He didn't know he was gone. And to, oh, walk a cousin, uh, to watch a guy walk in and go, Where's Brendan?
0: Exactly. And
1: have Jimmy explain, Dude, that guy balled his eyes. Did he out.
0: really? was that 3 days so, ago?
1: Yes, that was Monday. So, it used to happen
0: all the time when I was there.
1: As we say,
0: touched a lot of people's he lives. He did. You want to hear the eeriest story? I don't know if Brendan if uh, Jimmy ever told you this. No. Um, shortly after Brendan passed, a guy walked in the door just as Brendan would with his canes and everything. Gray hair. Smoking a cigarette looked just like him, like spitting image of Brendan really bought a car, bought a truck, I think um and he um and he he walked he definitely had m s wow, and we were both like looking at him like I think this guy probably got weirded out by us looking at him because it was just like so weird and like and we didn't say anything to him because you know how the story ends right we're not going to be like you remind us of a friend of ours that used to sit right here and you know we're not going to say that because right we're going to be like well he just passed away three months ago or six months ago it was bizarre dude and he came back a couple times and i actually wasn't there the day uh that he first got there i i was there for a delivery and i was like holy crap Wow. He looks just like him. And he he talked just like him and everything and 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 the jokes. <laughs> and Jesus and he had a mouth th- like him.
1: Did he say you're horse-fucking-me?
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I don't know if he said I'm exactly not. that. I'm sorry. I couldn't dude, resist Brendan's, that. Brendan, <laughs> some of Brendan's sayings were... Oh, dude. You cannot match them. Especially the way you would say it. <laughs> <laughs> you, saw the, you saw the picture, the file of...
1: Remember when Billy's car went up? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and the video
0: from Brendan's phone <laughs> no. with his
1: commentary oh in the background. And he's and like, <laughs> and he's like <laughs> oh, my
0: God, dude. Remember this? Dude, Jimmy says that's the fastest he's ever seen Brendan run. And <laughs> Brendan ran with Brendan. his canes to his oh, truck. To his truck. Oh, dude. Oh my and the, the, <laughs> Brendan, Billy's car's on fire. <laughs> <laughs> the
1: funniest thing about this whole story is... Let me give you folks a little background. There's a salesperson, Billy Billy, okay. I won't say any names. But all right. So his car, there was so many packs of butts. It was a mountain. Mountain. It covered Passengers the seat. front seat. You couldn't see the floor and so I see Billy go out to his car and I walk up and I'm like, burning one, huh? And he's like, Yeah. And and I'm like, dude, if I were you, I would not smoke in there. And it, Fuck you. What do you mean? What, what, <laughs> yeah, exactly. what he said to me. And I'm like, dude, one ash goes the wrong way. Or you drop a, a head off of it. This car's got about two minutes before it goes up.
0: <laughs> exactly. We would tell him that all the time. Oh, like, the, t- the
1: car's going to catch on Well, far. it was the next day. <laughs> yeah. I'm sitting in the shop looking outside and this smoke bezling out. And then. Billy's car's on fire. I'm like, no way. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. In, in, and
0: freaking, what's his I name? think
1: the funniest part of it was your dad making him
0: sweep up the shit. Oh my gosh, that was funny. <laughs> but you know what was funny too was, um, oh my gosh. Crap, what's his name? Maintenance. Maintenance guy. Crap, what's his name? Joe. What? Joe running out with fire extinguishers. <laughs> it was over at that point. Oh We're like, Joe, you're not gonna put that out.
1: No, <laughs> no, we must give our our listeners perspective. So this car, this Taurus went up fully in flames. Engulfed. It was fully engulfed to the point it blew the windows out, burned everything, okay? But when the fire department got there and they go and extinguish the thing, and they got it finally extinguished. I have to tell you folks, there was unburned cigarette packs in the passenger (laughs) seat and trash on the passenger floor. Even though the car had gone up in flames, it didn't burn all the shit in his car. Oh my gosh. So
0: but That is so funny. Life. (laughs) We saw a lot. I see it every day. Oh my gosh. The stuff you see
1: at the annex, huh? Oh. The people. My I, folks, I got to share this one with you. So I start over at the annex selling cars and, you know, God bless Rob's father for giving me a shot. My very first customer, this lady comes in, she drives in a Cadillac, uh, ATS for black one, fairly new one. She's looking at stuff at the annex and we sell the older cars that have the higher mileage. And, um, She's like, I need another car. I don't want to drive this thing in the winter. I want to beat her. I want to beat her. So I'm like, okay, well, what do you got? You know, you go through the thing. What do you got Mm -hmm. to spend? So I show her an appropriate car. And we go out on a test drive. And she's like, yeah, um, yeah, I just got out of jail. (laughs) I'm like, you own the Cadillac? Oh, yeah. I'm like, okay. um, You just got out of jail, huh? So, don't get me wrong. I have friends from many walks of life that have been through a lot of shit, dude. Okay. So, someone who's spent time in jail does not faze me in the least. They're human, they're good people. It doesn't, they they did something wrong, whatever. So, she's, I'm I'm like, ah, she probably got a DEWI or a couple, who knows, habitual offender, who knows. (laughs) You can go to jail for having too many speeding tickets. You know that. So, make a long story short, I was a habitual Fender Speeder twice. Folks, you don't know that. Um, <laughs> yeah, they removed the the lead from my foot. I always say. Um, but make a long story short, so we're going along, and I'm like, "So you just got out of jail, huh?" She goes, "Yep." You killed somebody. Seriously. Needless to say, the expression on my face changed. I didn't really, I'm the one who can usually come out with words pretty quick, a, yeah. a sharp line, whatever, speechless. Mm-hmm. So now she turns down the road, not ocean road, what's before, when you come up to the first set of lights heading towards Rye, uh. it brings you into Rye. She takes a right and it's 25 miles an hour. She's doing 60 down that road. And I'm like, you think you ought to slow down a little bit? I don't want to get pulled over. I'm in the passenger seat, but yep. Jay McFarland will probably have my tail if if I'm letting you do this on his dealer plate. So I get her to slow down. She continues to tell me that, yep, she, got in a, a, she was drunk and whatever and killed somebody. So needless to say, I go back, and I'm like, uh, you know how like we usually take our phones everywhere with them with us. Well, I'm out on that test drive and My phone's sitting on my desk, <laughs> and I got no lifeline. I'm trying to get her back to the dealership while she's spilling out everything about what what happened. Okay, and make a long story short. Yes, we get a lot of stuff over there. Yeah, I've had other ones. So I've had this. I've had the quote unquote. I call it the serial killer. <laughs> I've had um. I don't think I should go there. I'm sorry. I've had all kinds there. You never know what you're going to run into.
0: Yeah. I've seen some weird stuff there. That's for sure. We had a
1: guy come in, this old buck, and this is actually really sad, but his son was taking him to the hospital because he was in stage four cancer. Okay. Okay. And <clears throat> He wanted to buy a car before he died. Couldn't do it, dude. So put it on my credit card. I can't do it. And his kid in the meantime is telling me. It's not that long. So you see all kinds of things. That hurts. That hurts yeah. to know and then to go back on and look at the dates when his obituary. He died two days after that. Wow. That's hard. Okay.
0: Hmm.
1: It's all yeah, about that is tough. we interact with a lot of people.
0: Yeah, we, we do. We do. You know, yeah,
1: that's our job.
0: Yeah,
1: I like to make it
0: like Brando made it personal. Yeah, that's the best way to do it. It's the only way to do it. It really is the only way to do it. It's the only way to do it. The other people, the people who don't do it that way, are most of the time swindlers too. Right. You know.
1: Do you think Jimmy mm-hmm. is? I'm not is but no brendo never was and i want to live up to that yeah My dad never has been so right. that's that about work <laughs> <laughs> yeah. let's go corvette time <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: uh, all kinds of stuff but. yeah i mean yeah it's amazing it's a really overlooked line of work. That's for sure. Way overlooked. Yeah, and we have such it's an. A, art form.
1: It's an art form in in the preconceptions of salespeople.
0: That's true. They get a bad rep. They, they get a really bad rep. But you want to know what? I love spinning it around. That's true. It is really I fun. I love spinning. It Especially around. when they try and make it so that they justify their pre assumptions. Oh yeah. And then you totally turn flip that it around. Yeah. Oh, it's beautiful, dude! Yeah, it is. It's beautiful. Yeah. And really now you good. got a lifetime customer. Right. Most right. of the time. Most of the time, you do. If they're loyal, usually. If they're
1: if they're, if they're, if they're just, if they're, you know. It's hard being in used cars because if they're a used car person, you got a chance of getting them back. But yeah. If you're a new car salesperson, you're gonna do fine. Yeah. Because they're gonna spend cars, and if you're doing your job, they'll keep coming back to you.
0: Right. You exactly. They can get the same car, any other dealership, anyway. You know, get, right. yeah, it's you they're coming back to. Exactly,
1: because yeah. you made it personal, and there's a couple people there that do make it personal. There are,
0: you know. Yeah, so. remember their names every time. Call them, to see how Call they're doing. See
1: how they're doing. If they walk in the showroom, you know their name.
0: Nope. yep, exactly. That's huge. Exactly, it is. Well, I think it's about time we wrap it up, dude. This
1: was so fun. It was great. I. It, thoroughly enjoyed this i
0: appreciate you coming on
1: uh, dude anytime and i will work on mr moore for you
0: mr moore okay yeah i would love to have him on that would be phenomenal that would be a dream come true we'll make it happen I really would
1: next time we'll, we'll work on that
0: all right all right
1: all right thanks everybody